friends. Welcome to the Mosaic Podcast. I'm Shannon Leibold, and I'm here with my co-host, Lynn Martin, and we're so glad you've joined us. This is a podcast for the women of Wallenstein Bible Chapel and beyond. It's a space where we celebrate how God is turning brokenness into beauty. Each week, we chat with a guest and share stories from our own lives. As Ephesians 2.10 says, we are God's masterpiece, His work of art, and He's shaping us into something beautiful in Christ. You're about to listen to a very fun Christmas episode that we hope that you are going to enjoy just as much as we had fun doing it. We, but before we begin, we want to acknowledge that the Christmas season can be one of the hardest times of year for people who are missing loved ones or feeling especially alone. And while we didn't talk about this on the episode itself, many of us have experienced significant loss that has resulted in some really hard Christmases. So as you listen, we pray that you will be encouraged by this podcast and enjoy the laughter, knowing that some of that laughter has been hard won and also knowing that God does not leave us in our sorrow and pain. Welcome to a very special episode of the Mosaic Podcast. This is going to be our final podcast of 2021. We have been on an adventure, Shannon and I, as we've been visiting with many different women, and we're excited to keep doing that in the new year. But today we are completely going off script. We have no idea how this is going to go. Um, we are joined today, so Shannon's here, of course. Hi, uh, everyone. And um, we are also joined by our women ministry team. So beside me, I have Eunice. Say hi, hi Eunice. Hi. <laughs> Eunice Fry, Lisa Brubaker. Hello. And Christina Morris. Hello. So this is our, our women's ministry team, but we're also just a really good group of friends and we are mm-hmm. really, really blessed to be together. So we're having a Christmas party. Uh, we have treats. We are gonna um, share that with you as we go into our conversation. We have um, just some fun things to share. We just wanna talk and visit and have our own little Christmas party. So mm-hmm. we're even sitting by the tree in Shannon's house and just enjoying, um, well, some of us are enjoying the snow. <laughs> and trying to just just in, embrace Christmas for what it is. So as we start, we're just going to converse and we're going to see how this goes. We're going to just talk to each other about Christmas and what, what we uh, love about Christmas, some favorite memories, favorite, favorite things. And so to start, we want to talk about Christmas treats. We each brought one. Um, so let's just go around and let's just share. What did you bring and what is special about that to you? Eunice, do you want to go first? Sure. I brought a very simple dessert. Um, after all the Christmas usually preparation and the preparing of turkey on the, that last day around the 24th, I love whipping together. Actually, I have to do it 24 hours beforehand. A really simple Christmas log. It's become a tradition to my family. And I like it because it's not that sweet. It's prepared in about 10 minutes, but it needs 24 hours to set. So all it is is chocolate wafers. You, I think you can get them in the box of Christie. Like cookies, you mean? Chocolate yeah, cookies, cook, chocolate cookies, I guess you'd call them that. 
Because they're actually just a thin, like a round cookie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Christy, Christy sells them by the box, and um, I couldn't find them, but I found that today I found them at Wallenstein General Store, uh, a no-name generic brand. Anyway, it's that and about two cups of whipping cream, and then you just layer your your cookie and icing. I, I like whipping cream, and. <laughs> It, uh, sorry, I just heard bells ringing. <laughs> it's put together quickly, and it's a it's a lovely finish to our Christmas dinner because it's not so super sweet, but it feels like a Christmas well, tree. And it looks beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we're going to post pictures on social media of yeah. this Christmas log. You said it's simple, but it looks absolutely stunning. Yeah, it doesn't it, look it, simple at all. I waited yeah. in, <laughs> in 10 minutes, basically. Yeah, that got... Whip the whipping cream and just put it together and shake, put some shaved chocolate on it. Nice. Awesome. Nice. So that's mine. Lisa, how about you? So I brought snowballs and oatmeal raisin cookies, which let's be honest, they're just plate fillers at Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if they have raisins in the exactly. <laughs> Me too. Do they get left behind? Yeah, um, yeah, they do get... I know a lot of people that really like them, and my mom always liked them and put them out, and they would get eaten, but I, I don't personally love them, but it's, it's an homage to my mother. Yeah, but the snowball awesome. cookies, my grandmother would always make, and we that, that was always a family favorite. They're a little bit fussy to make in that they're hard to roll together, um, and it's kind of like a peanut butter rice crispy... Um, cookie, uh, and then you dip it in an evaporated milk with mixed with icing sugar, and then you roll it in coconut. <laughs> so coconut to make you feel like it's healthy. That's right. Yes. That's right. Isn't it healthy? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They're all healthy. They're all healthy. But anyway, so those those are always a family favorite that that we still really like. Nice. Nice. And I brought, well, everyone here calls them haystacks, so I'm going to go with haystacks. We always called them, what did my mom call them? Chip it, chip it crunchies, which I've oh. been sitting here trying to decide why we called them that. And I'm assuming it's because, like, chippets are the chocolate chips, chocolate chips yes. and then they're crunchy. So chip it crunchies? Anyways, I don't know. We call, I'm hearing haystacks, so let's go with that. Um, and then I also have some ginger snap cookies because you just can't go wrong. Oh, and the after eights, I know they're not cookies, and no, I didn't make them, but they have to go in there because when I went to my Aunt Diane's, we always did like a Reed family Christmas on Christmas Day, growing up mostly, and she always had after eights on the coffee table, and it was like the best thing of the year for me. Yeah. I love them, so I still I have to have them. Because they are literally yeah. only around at Christmas time. They are, oh, I know. No, that's true. So many okay. things you kind of find still year-round, but not after eight. Yeah. yeah. So I brought uh, chestnuts, and they're really just peanut butter balls. They taste like Reese peanut butter cups, and I have to confess I'm not a baker, and I'm not... I, I don't do all the Christmas baking. My mom did tons of Christmas baking and like made cute little Christmas mice and everything oh, was just so decorated cute. so nicely. But unfortunately, I didn't inherit that <laughs> gene. So I make one Christmas cookie every year and it is these chestnuts and it just has three ingredients, um, the peanut butter and and the icing sugar and butter and then it's dipped in chocolate. So I guess that's four ingredients, but... Well, and when I saw them at first, I actually thought they were chestnuts. And we called them Buckeyes. I was telling Shannon that the other day oh. because they look like a Bucks. 
sticks these are um i've been making these every year it's sort of like when i make these everybody knows at our house it's christmas time uh so they're just long pretzel sticks these ones today are shorter but they're dipped in caramel and then they're dipped in chocolate oh yeah you didn't <laughs> i didn't try that yet <laughs> I did, yeah, they're kind of like a twix chocolate bar Ooh, kind yummy. of thing um they don't last in our house, but we use I use them as gifts for people because they're they're really kind of pretty. Of course, mm-hmm. you do. They're very pretty. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, um, ladies, what is your favorite Christmas either book or song or food? Um, to share one of your favorite Christmas books or song or food. Just one of those things. Oh, whatever. <laughs> okay. Who who's got something to share? So in the theme of healthy food, <laughs> we have a dish in our house that we've always called Christmas noodles because they're so healthy, in, in quotes, <laughs> that we only eat them at Christmas. But it's, they're, it's just one of the side dishes with the usual turkey dinner, but it's um, broad egg noodles with whipping cream oh and cheese and more cheese and onion soup mix and butter super healthy they are so healthy and so good (laughs) but that has always been a tradition and we almost when when my sisters are hosting if we're at each other's houses it's like you you brought like you made the egg noodles right the christmas noodles (laughs) and sometimes we'll bring the ingredients just to make sure it gets made (laughs) so i'm curious if is that in place of like a potato with a turkey dinner or that it should be It's in addition to <laughs> So we will have potatoes, we'll have vegetables, we'll have Christmas noodles. It's yes. really kind of like a fettuccine. Right. It sounds, um, yeah. but it it's sounds like better. Yeah. It sounds like better than Butter. Fettuccine. It's much butter. It's butter. It's <laughs> <laughs> butter than fettuccine. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Anyone else? Your favorite book or food? Or song right now. Well, I'm like I'm raising kids, so I feel like I'm going back to the kids' stories of Christmas. But I was thinking about it, and I was um, Barbara Reed. Do oh, you know yeah. who I mean I by do, Barbara yeah. Reed? She does like um, they're kind of like plasticine yeah. pictures, and they're just absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Anyways, my aunt and uncle gave my girls. I think it maybe was Eliana, but it doesn't matter. Um, the Twas the Night Before Christmas by Barbara oh, Reed and it's like these little mice are the characters oh my gosh it's just the cutest it's by far my favorite I make the girls read it every year even if they don't want to because <laughs> I'm just like we have to we just have to <laughs> okay yeah. I have something to tell you later yeah. about that that's oh, very okay. cool that is very very cool that maybe isn't fair we might have to delete that <laughs> <laughs> now we'll be like what do you want to know okay I'll just tell you <laughs> so we when the kids were a little bit smaller we actually were part of a co-op group and um i ended up making like kits for the kids so you this would be so fun like we got plasticine all the different colors and cut them into little squares and had them in little containers and then they recreated their own pictures 
using Barbara Reed pictures as oh, their inspiration. Neat. What a great idea. It was so fun. Like it that was a would great be. and like then you have these little kits that you could just bring out whenever you want to do a little craft time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We so, both girls have always loved like all Barbara Reed books. They, they just would love probably them. have a lot of fun with that. Yeah. It's amazing. Like her pictures are They're really amazing. creative, yeah. Yeah. So most years I I'm always in, you know, so busy and in such a rush that I don't remember to, you know, get an Advent book to read through, you know, every day until Christmas. But this year I was on the ball and I got um, the the Advent book by She Reads Truth. Are you guys familiar with that yeah. organization? Yep. Mm-hmm. So they create beautiful publications, like they're okay. Bible studies, but they're very, like they have recipes in them, they have crafts, they, and they're just they're gorgeous because they have photos all through them. So this year their Advent book is on uh, light, like Christ is the light of the world. And I started it a bit early, but I started it. And, or you're almost uh, done. No, no, no. <laughs> I, You know what? I come downstairs early in the morning and I turn on the Christmas tree and I sit in that chair and I just read one little Advent devotional. And it's just this year I finally feel like I've, I'm doing it. You're I'm doing right. Advent. Yeah. yeah. That's, so it's a really great book. Yeah. So for me, I'm going to share a song because usually I'm talking about books an awful lot. And I probably still will as this day goes on. But um, for especially, it's so funny. We keep talking. Everything we're saying so far is about, like, there's tradition, right? Mm-hmm. There's so much tradition in Christmas. And my kids know that it's officially Christmas when I play the song, I Need a Silent Night. Do you guys know that song? No. Mm-hmm. Not sure. So I heard it first at a church service at Woodside. I think it was a Christmas Eve service. It's called I Need a Silent Night. Amy Grant sings it mm-hmm. and probably other people sing it too. And it's just like basically says all the things that I usually feel at Christmas you know like I just need to have some time to wrap the presents or whatever so I'll play that song on repeat and my kids know like you could tell they're like okay good she's playing this song that means she's probably in a pretty good mood now because she's (laughs) playing and and yeah I'm actually accomplishing something now and it just helps to calm me down so check that one out cool Uh, I've also chosen uh, the, uh, the idea of a song. Favorite? Well, I find that I don't have a favorite. I actually find that every Christmas, uh, God will give me one song for that season. So it kind of changes year by year. And um, I know, for instance, last year it was, was it Amy Grant, um, a Tennessee Christmas? For oh, some reason that, I, I don't know, it really struck me a country. But the year that it really struck me, I I remember this that um, uh, was this. It was the year my mom passed away, and she passed away like the previous February. But when Christmas came around, I was I had gone through a year a lot of grief, and you know then you know the first of this, and I knew Christmas was coming, and I was went to a Christmas music concert at Koinonia. They would do beautiful musicals, yeah. right? And um, they had a, they sang somebody sang this song there all is well. It's a Carrie Underwood song, and oh my goodness, I just lost it. It was a song, and they had this beautiful visual of a big church window, and I honestly felt like my mom was looking through the portal of heaven and telling me all is well, Eunice, all is well. It was it just so ministered to me, and I still find that song really special. So lovely, like yeah. music. 
so many things, smells and, and all mm-hmm. of that can just take you back to a, a moment in time just like that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about some of Christmas childhood memories that we might have that um, that just are special to us. So um, I grew up on a farm and we had the tradition of opening all of our presents on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. I know it's strange. I When I first got married and Chris wanted to open them Christmas morning, I thought he was crazy. <laughs> but anyway, so... So Chris, what did you do all Christmas Day then? Well, we'd usually be off to a family gathering. And so I think right. it was intentional okay. that my mom wanted to get the you know mm-hmm. busyness of the presents out of the way before she had to be in the kitchen. Right. But um, yeah, so... We'd have to we'd have to finish dinner and finish the dishes and finish the barn chores, right? So right. it was always this rush of, you know, doing all those things. And I remember as a kid, us just pestering mom and dad, "Is it time yet? Is it time?" And they'd say, "No, we have to do this first. And we'd, you know, scramble around. And it, but it was just beautiful because it's dark outside and with the snow and then the light of the oh. Christmas tree and. So that's my childhood. We opened all of our gifts on Christmas Eve, and I just think there's something magical about it special Mm -hmm. yes christmas eve is special Mm -hmm. i was going to say um i also go back to memories of childhood and i was raised in a large family and there was 10 of us children and so that's 12 with our parents and i like to remember how simple Mm -hmm. life was actually very simple and gifts was not really um a big thing like there wasn't probably money for much of, in the gift element and so we had this tradition that I think it's quite a Mennonite tradition is that we actually our parents hid a candy bag for each of us mm-hmm. in the house each of us you never got candy throughout the year so this was really special to wake up Christmas morning and there was a little bag with each of us had a name on it and you and it was hid throughout the house so it was the thing about getting up and wow we get to look for our candy bags and to have a little candy bag all to yourself that wasn't being monitored when you ate it was pretty special so that is that's, that's nice. certainly a, a very sweet sweet memory <laughs> Christina, what about you? Yeah, I was trying to think. It's funny. So if I think of, like, childhood, I actually, this might, I hope this doesn't hurt my parents' feelings if they hear it. I don't really have (laughs) memories of Christmas at home, like, at my actual house. Right. I have very clear memories of, like, Christmas at, I don't, was it always at Uncle Bruce and Aunt Diane's? Like, that seems crazy. But anyways, like, I have very clear memories of being there and, like, um, Jen and Bev and my brother and Chad was always a bit older and Jen was older but like Bev and I were three years apart and at that point we just like thought we were the best and so I have very clear memories of hanging out with them and just being with family and then when I was growing up every other Christmas was spent up in Bracebridge area like up Gravenhurst um, because my grandparents lived up there so my dad's family was more up there so every other Christmas we would be up there for I don't even know how long so then you just remember like being out on the lake and it's all frozen over and going for snowy hikes and so I have really great memories of the Muskokas and Christmas too so yeah I don't know it's funny and my parents were wonderful like they did do Christmas at home but it's all not at home that I remember yeah 
It's interesting that you say that because that's sparking all these new memories, like not new, they're old memories that I hadn't thought about Mm -hmm. because that would be true for me too. Like we would have our Christmas morning together and I loved the stockings and we would get to open the stockings before everybody got up. We got to do that by ourselves. So that was always fun. And then Mm -hmm. we'd tumble into mom and dad's bed and tell them everything we got like they didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) And chances are my dad didn't actually but then we would go to my grandma's and the the afternoon would be yeah uh, all like my dad was one of five and all of the um cousins and everything and we would have lots of fun lots and lots of fun it's funny you just oh think Mm -hmm. about those memories it's christmas eve for me too Uh, that's the special memory special family time we had a long-standing tradition of just an open house we all sing in the church choir and then uh open house at our house after lots of candles big spread of food Mm -hmm. and you never knew because it was it happened every single year people would just drop in so you never knew who was going to come and I just loved all the chatter. And of course, everyone's happy and excited. Mm-hmm. And I would always, my family doesn't know, but I would always sneak outside. And I'd just look up at the stars and I'd just say a little prayer of thankfulness. Like I just, oh, it just, it feels warm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why it makes me teary. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was special. sweet memories. Yeah. It's special. Yeah. You've painted yeah. a beautiful picture for us just saying all of those words. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, that sound of chatter and. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love it. All the people and the lights. Thinking of Christmas Eve is so pretty with all yes. the lights and yes. candles and all. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, what are some meaningful Christmas traditions now in your family? Hmm. We're like still in the process of trying to develop them. I feel because it's sort of like. I don't know, it's a bit of a trial and error when the kids are young, right? Because you don't want to do things that are completely um, meaningless to them. <laughs> so like, sometimes you try something and you think, eh, I don't think we're going to keep going with that one. Um, the one thing we do that, this is actually so funny. I also think with my family, we did more Christmas Eve. Like I have more memories of that. So when I was growing up, we always did a drive. So we would go to like the Christmas Eve service and then you would go for a drive and you would see all the Christmas lights. So we would just go like wherever and just look at pretty Christmas lights and come home, have a snack, whatever. And so we've continued that with the girls. They always look forward to going for a drive and seeing Christmas lights on Christmas Eve. That, I'm trying to think, they always open one present on Christmas Eve, not all of them, but one present on Christmas Eve and it's usually predictable. Pajamas? Pajamas. Because <laughs> we like to match, so we're like, okay, yes. here you go, here's your matching pajamas. Yes. Do you get matching pajamas too? No, I don't. <laughs> I really wish Josh would think that was so <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> like, what are we? <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. That's funny. Anyone else? Your favorite Christmas traditions now? We have this. This one is kind of translated from my childhood into our family, and what it's at the end of a Christmas. You know, you do a lot of eating and turkey dinner, and usually by late afternoon and when it's dark, um, we love to go for a Christmas walk. Mm-hmm. And we, we, my dad. I remember my dad starting this when I was a kid, and it was a stormy Christmas. The, the Highway 86 in Wallstein was actually closed. Mm-hmm. And so it was really unique that we got to walk down the middle of the highway. Mm-hmm. Oh. And he always, he'd, li- he'd light a, 
a lantern, like a, what do you call it, coal, kerosene lantern. And so we've kind of carried that tradition where we like to go for a Christmas walk at the end of the day. And just, nice. it's fun to see the lights and it's fun to have a lantern. Do you take lanterns? Oh, we that's still really love, so I love it. That. Like that. That's a yeah. good tradition. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of something we've tried to carry on. Well, we do something that's a bit different. I think I've shared with some of you before um, where we don't give our kids presents on Christmas and we do experiences uh, instead of presents. And sometimes they're small experiences just a day away somewhere. Last year we went, just before the pandemic, we went to see the Pittsburgh Penguins. The kids were big hockey fans and we had never, I had never been to an NHL game. Um, and then other times it's big experiences, and uh, but I never pay what people think I do. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just fun. They they still find presents from Nana or Grandma or, or whatever, and um, it's it's fun to find a way to um, to share what it is with them, get creative. But um, we've we've enjoyed that. The kids enjoy it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds like lots of fun. It is lots of fun. Mm. I don't know if this is a tradition, but every year uh, we go way up north. So my husband's from a little town called Shining Tree, and it's eight hours north of here, close to Timmins. Um, And his parents live in a little cottage on a lake. And so it's like the picture-perfect Christmas because, um, you know, the lake is frozen and... Uh, Papa Moose, that's what we call him, uh-huh. <laughs> he uh, he creates a rink on the lake and kids oh, nice. play hockey and we cut down the Christmas tree and decorate it and it's such a cozy little cottage. I mean, it's their home, but it's, it's a very small building and they've got a wood stove and so mm-hmm. in the evenings we're just inside and it's really, it's really, really beautiful because there's always tons of snow and um, so yeah, that's a... I guess a tradition, or we, we do it every year anyway, and it's really, really nice. That sounds really nice. Cool. So for me, I would say I love Christmas traditions. I think I have a lot. And then <laughs> sometimes I forget, oh, yeah, that's right. And then all of a sudden you're in Christmas mode, and it just happens now because it's just part of what you do, right? Yes. Um, so we definitely do Advent. I would say it's one of the... Um, best times where we actually sit and are together and have a little bit of time together not quite every night in Advent but almost and that's been really special but also um, we do the Christmas Eve thing with the pajamas <laughs> and we actually do all match <laughs> Chloe and I match and, six the, and the boys match yeah oh, see that's like that's a goal <laughs> to the point where you'd be like yeah sure like, I need that. Well, it's just silly. And actually, I'm not even sure they all like that tradition. But <laughs> <laughs> we do it anyway. I feel like if we haven't seen pictures, has it happened? But then we, we usually, we have a, we're, like, usually it's, we've come back from our Christmas Eve service, we do the pajama opening, and then we have a chocolate fondue and watch the Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, so that's, that is really fun. And and this sort of leads into the next question, because it changes, right? So, especially as my kids are getting older, and, mm-hmm. and some of them aren't even home, it those some of those things become really, really important. And um, so let's talk about that a little bit, just how, how things change as you go through different seasons of life. If there's anything you want to share. 
I think it's a lot based on kids, right? Because yeah. when your kids are really little, there's just this anticipation and excitement for Christmas, and you kind of experience Christmas through their through eyes. Yeah. yeah, and as they get older, so mine are teenagers now, there isn't that same kind of excitement. So I've had to kind of shift how I how I think about Christmas and how I think about Christmas traditions and, and make it meaningful and special, you know, in an age-appropriate way for them too. So it does take some thought Mm -hmm. to think through it. I would say definitely. I have probably the oldest children I do, the oldest kids in this group. And so mine are, my kids are entering their 30s. And it definitely has to change over the years um, when they get married or they leave home and things that... um, we normally would do like Chris. I love Christmas Eve, and we've had to sh- juggle that Christmas Eve. It was more about Christmas Day now. Um, there was a oh my goodness, this is my older brain because there was a really nice thought I was going to share. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'll have to it'll come back, back to me. <laughs> Somebody else go. I have a thought that'll come back. Lisa, do you? Yeah, we're, we're still pretty much where we've always been. Like, our kids are still younger at home. Um, I, I, cert- I can still remember, I'm the youngest in my family, and I still remember when the first grandchild for my parents was there for Christmas. And it was like, hey, <laughs> I'm not the baby anymore. All of a sudden, there was a shift to the new little baby, and I was young enough that I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> But now it's so true. As a parent, you love the excitement you see in in the kids. And um, so I can imagine it will be a bit of a hard transition because, yeah, Daryl and I are all about family. And so when the kids aren't home, we're going to have to work really hard to make um, some some new traditions just for us. I love the Christmas walk. I'm going to get some ideas here. Yeah. So thanks. Thanks for sharing. Can I add it in while I remember? <laughs> One of the funny things is, because I, I, I transitioned my own mind as a mom to, to allow the changes to come. But it was funny to me how things that I was ready to let go of, my boys didn't let go of. Mm-hmm. Things like the stockings. My husband said, you don't need those stockings anymore to fill this. And they go, uh, hello, Dad, <laughs> we want the stockings. Mom fills them up so nicely. Yeah. So it's like they come, usually, usually it's Christmas Day. And yeah, those boys are expecting their stockings still to be filled. So... It is. It's a fun mix of things you got to let go to things that they want to hang on to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. those are beautiful. Those. Yeah. Those yeah. Ones. Yeah. That feels so good as a mom too when you see. Yeah, that it does. Kids. You realize those traditions. The other was I used to have a little Advent Christmas tree that was filled with the goodies, and oh my goodness, they. I thought too that they were once they were into high school and eighteen and nineteen that would be important. Important, and it was like, uh, mom. It's December first. Is the Advent tree not good? <laughs> yes, Mom. Well, and, and it's interesting because often it's things that you don't even know are traditions. Yeah. Do you not find like like oh so many times when my kids will be like what what do you mean you're not doing this like oh I didn't yeah. know that mattered. Yes, yeah, I was like, did you make true. that up? Did we actually do that? Yes, but it's important. Is there anything you dread about Christmas or find overwhelming? 
<laughs> Silence. <laughs> Is it Christmas overwhelming? Uh, <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> I, I know I get teased for decorating really early sometimes. Like, I, yeah, I'm all done decorating and I've started baking. Well, we've all started baking. But it's because it's overwhelming and it gets so busy and hectic that I want, once December 1st rolls around, I want to be just able to enjoy it. So I, I, I do get a bit cranky when it gets too busy and, and I found myself doing that. So I just had to change things up a bit and just have time like, okay, yeah, we can watch a Christmas movie tonight and we're going to get the fix a mix out of the freezer and <laughs> just hang out like that. That feels good. Yeah. Well, it's true. There's, and I think there's something about Christmas that's so easy to feel so overwhelmed and then I don't want to be overwhelmed so then it's this tension of oh no now I'm not being the calm person I want to be so then that makes it even worse yeah. <laughs> and it just like snowballs yeah. and snowballs I almost always will say we're not doing presents forget it <laughs> usually I'm like I'm talking November because I'm completely overwhelmed and then I get an idea and then it's like oh Never mind, because I want it to be thoughtful. Yeah. Like you want to like every, and it sort of feels like you're shooting yourself in the foot sometimes with some of those traditions. Like, wow, do I have to do that too in <laughs> twenty years? Yeah, yeah, twenty years, thirty years. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's just that balance, and and just actually wanting to be able to sit and soak in it, and mm-hmm. just enjoy it for what it is. Mm-hmm. I think I love Christmas, and I don't think I'm overwhelmed but it could be my empty nest brain speaking here because <laughs> I think there were years I would have been very overwhelmed but I've always loved Christmas and I loved I'm a traditional person too I, I love most things about it so I've always tried to find ways to um, to make it not overwhelming mm-hmm. and at this stage of my I, I don't find it overwhelming. I feel like everybody says, well, it's so busy the second week. And I'm going, not in my life. You know, <laughs> it's two weeks before Christmas. No, I have time for these things and the parties or, or whatever would happen. So it does change for sure with seasons of life. So we want to all be Eunice. Ah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> uh, just keep, keep it, aging with the experience that it's fun. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's interesting. So this is this is going to sound very funny because I've already said that as a kid, my Christmases were split between two places. And as a kid, I remember that being like really wonderful. Hmm. But I think one of the things that we as a family have struggled with the most is having our Christmases mm-hmm. split between two mm-hmm. places. Yes. So yes. because Josh's family fun. is from up Huntsville way... And we love them, and we love seeing them. But there's something... Both my girls, Eliana especially, really likes Christmas at home. And so the when we say, like, no, we're not going to be home for Christmas, there's this feeling of, like... And I think she wrestles with it because I think she's struggling with feeling like, well, I love my grandparents, and I love my family, but I want this moment to be here. Yes. Like, I want it to be home. I want it to be familiar I just want to be with my family and I want so I think that's been I don't know if it makes me like overwhelmed but I think it's a dynamic that has to be worked through mm-hmm. and it's been tricky I I can totally identify with that because you know my husband's family as I said is eight hours north and so 
for years we've gone there and mm-hmm. I feel like I haven't developed my own family's traditions mm-hmm. as much because often half the time at least maybe more we are there right. and so um yeah all all of these expectations and even just hearing you ladies the wonderful traditions in your own you know own families in your mm-hmm. own homes I feel like I don't have that as much because our Christmas is often elsewhere mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and an so, inconsistent feeling, right? It or is. Sounds like you probably go more like we would tend to be. We try for like every other year, whereas you're talking about like every, every year. year. But it's wondering. still, it's still a very inconsistent. Like one year, it's like this is what we do for Christmas, and then the next year, oh, not really, and then the next year, this is what we yeah. do for Christmas. So it's it is. It's just a yeah. bit less settled. Well, and it's hard because you need to. You need to guard it, whatever it's going to be, and it takes a lot of work. Like, I know I've probably broken some hearts in my extended family by saying, okay, no, we're actually going to have our Christmas mm-hmm. right now. And and that, that hurts, right? It hurts yeah. me too. It's hard, but then it's also like it's really important for us to have some of that time too. For sure. So it's figuring out even some years we've had Christmas on a completely different day just yeah. because I just want to make that day important. Yeah. Do any of you ladies feel um, a certain amount of expectation when it comes to gift giving? That's something I struggle a little bit with at Christmas. I love giving gifts, but I always worry that it's not the perfect gift or not enough or, I don't know, Chris and I get all the gifts out and we spread them out all over the floor to wrap them on an evening when we have a cheesy Christmas movie going. <laughs> and it's fun, but I look at them all and I think, oh, this it's not just right. It's it's not good enough. And I, I wrestle. single year. <laughs> okay. Gifts <laughs> gifts to your, to your children or gifts extended family? Both. 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 Uh, mostly to my children, I, I worry. But yes, extended family as well. And then I'm... I sometimes go shopping again and get more, which makes my accountant husband a little bit nutty. But yeah, I don't know. Is there expectations around that? It's brutal because it's such a tension because on the one hand, I don't want Christmas to be about the presents at all, but I love giving gifts Mm -hmm. and I also want them to be special and meaningful and, and everything else. But then... Yeah, you want them to get what they want and desire, but you also, like, if you're just living off their list, well, what is that doing? Like, that's not really, like, it's definitely hard. I And it's expensive. Christmas is expensive in yeah. some ways. It can be. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Both sides of my, my extended families by now, we don't exchange, there's not gift giving really anymore. And so a lot of expectation is kind of not there for, for gift giving other than to our own kids and yeah it's that I'm, I'm always a little bit I, I like also surprising I like yeah. giving a surprise but so yeah. often it's their list of what things and it's like well because you also want it to be something they're actually going to use yes we do actually appreciate and we do so I was asking them to put down several things on their list and then they don't know which ones they're going to get mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I feel a bit cold-hearted that I would like to eliminate all gifts. <laughs> well, I find it interesting that you don't actually give gifts to... Because your children are still, I consider, uh-huh. young. But they, like I said, they still get gifts from Nana and Grandma. And, okay. But I would be glad to not have those either. Yeah. <laughs> and that seems not fair <laughs> to other people in my life. But um, 
Tell me where that comes from. You're it's just, just not very gifty. Freeing. It's, it's yeah. just... It's um, true. Without the gifts, it would be a lot... There'd be a lot less expectation. Exactly. Yes. I think that's where it comes from for me. Like, let's just enjoy the holiday. Let's enjoy the food, the time together. Yes. Um, but there's yeah. something so fun about that anticipation and knowing that they're going to open something and you can't wait for them to see it and... Yeah, and see, we do gift exchange with my family still. Like, so I get a name in my my sisters or something. I'm like, oh, they're not gonna like it. <laughs> I just feel like that. And so I think it is the expectation. Like, I I would rather we give and we spend the same amount of money on each other. So I'm like, why don't I just go buy what I want? You go buy what you want. We'll call it a day. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. But. Can I just share a little bit? As a child, we, we really hardly had the gift giving yeah. growing up too, and it was hard for me to go to school. And after those that January going back to school, yeah. this is what they, I don't think they do it anymore. But there was this pressure that. So what did you get for Christmas? Oh, and I literally, oh yeah. my goodness, because I might have got mm-hmm. one gift, and it might have been worth like five dollars. Like, and my peers were getting lots of gifts, so I had to put down. What I got from my Sunday school class. I was dreaming up what I got from school. Like anything I could little think of, I had to add to this list, or it was one little item. Oh. And that was a pressure that I did not like. But yeah. I mean, that was back then, and today I say that never hurt me at all. Mm. But I um, remember that too. That's funny yeah, that you yeah, talk about that because, like, my friends would have come from like double income. Like it, they were just they were living different on a different level than I was living and I was as as a kid I remember that too writing these lists and being like mm-hmm. I got a pencil and I <laughs> and you're like literally breaking down everything because their lists are huge and you're like oh my goodness my I'm pathetic and all these weird emotions but then yes. I definitely think as you grow up you realize I would much rather keep the time that I had with like my mom at home or whatever it might have been and give up any number of those things that they were receiving because that's what actually mattered but you're right as a kid that's really hard to process yes. and it affects my gift giving yes. I actually would say now today as a parent yes you compensate I, for that? I try to compensate for that because I think, yeah. okay, my kids are going to school. Everyone's mm-hmm. going to say, what did they get? So, like, we need to at least have one good gift here so they have something exciting to talk about. And I actually, for, like, three years, have been trying to go to, here's your stocking, and, like, we'll do an experience gift. But then COVID had got in the way, and it made it really tricky. And so we went back to gifts, and now we're back on gifts. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I... I can't figure out. I can't figure out what we're doing. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> so there is a little bit of pressure. Right? Right. 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 Is your question? My question is: You're not alone. Your doors Anyway, well, let's transition out of that because we can talk about that for a long time, and I'm sort of feeling a knot in my stomach now. Oh, that was sweet. So let's talk about, I mean, all these things are part of Christmas, but the real obvious, Mm. real thing about Christmas is that we're celebrating the birth of our Savior. It's like, this is huge. And if if we don't celebrate that, how do we expect those who don't believe to celebrate? So let's talk about, do you have a favorite Bible passage that is really special to you at Christmas or... 
I mean, I know for me, I think it changes from one day to the, one Christmas at least mm -hmm. to the next. But um, is there one that's speaking to you this year, especially? I really love Mary's um, Magnificat, or when she responds in praise to God um, when she's visiting Elizabeth, and she says, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. And then she goes on just to talk about God's goodness and his favor on her. And I just, I think it's beautiful because God's goodness and his favor is on all of us. Mm -hmm. And and it's it's the reason we celebrate Christmas, you know, his gift. And so her, her just humble response of praise makes me want to respond to Christmas in that way too. That's good. The knot's starting to subside. subside. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else? I, I need a little help from some of my Bible teachers beside me. <laughs> Who is it that um, is at the temple? When, is there a woman too? And Anna. Oh, Anna. 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 Thank you. Yep. Thank you, Anna. There's something about that part of the story that I love. I love the idea of anticipated an anticipated Messiah and that these two elderly people actually could tell and see it. And they, they were they, one of the first people to see Yeah, it. I love that. They actually had the discernment to see and understand there. And these, I, I just like that little tidbit of the story. Yeah. Uh, so this isn't traditional Christmas verse at all, but a friend, we were just talking about this today, Psalm 4610. Uh, he says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. That's the verse that I've said to myself since for over 20 years when I take that moment and go outside and, and look at the stars and you hear the noise inside. It's just be still and, and just his name will be exalted. Yeah. It's just a moment to be like, yes, this is what Christmas is about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's good. I'm not a favorites person. That's something that I have to say. I like, I'm more of a, I like ideas. So like I think about, at Christmas I usually think more about the idea of light. So, um, like I really struggle in the winter with my mood, I have to say. I just mm -hmm. don't love all the dark. And mm -hmm. so, um, Eliana was quite young and we had the Christmas tree up and I was really struggling with anxiety and I just spent a lot of time in the mornings laying on the couch by the Christmas tree trying to breathe while I waited for her to get up and I just remember over and over and over again thinking like there is light there is light and that God is light like he is that light in us and he sent Jesus so that we could have a relationship with him and now we can be in the light and so I tend to think about it's not really like a specific thing, but I think at Christmas time I I draw closer to that idea, like that there is light and I don't have to live in darkness. That like Jesus has made a way for me to live in light, even when it's dark out of my window. Yes, I think that is the whole point of Advent, really. Yeah. Right, is to recognize that there is a darkness and that Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yes. So for me, it's interesting. Um, I think it's interesting. We've all shared different things. Because um, you would almost think, well, there's just the standard whatever passages, and we would overlap, but we didn't. That's really cool. Um, I love the prophecies. 
and how many like from hundreds of years previous pointed to the birth of Christ mm-hmm. and and all these wise scholars Jewish scholars would have them memorized and and know them and yet they didn't recognize what they were even studying and and then when the Messiah came they didn't recognize him for who he was and yet here are these clear clear um, hindsight is a wonderful thing isn't it mm-hmm. <laughs> we can look back on now so the one that really I just really like um, Isaiah seven fourteen. for unto us a child is born Unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Just to think that that was hundreds and hundreds of years before he was born just blows my mind. Me too. I love that. One of the names for Christ is Emmanuel, and just that idea of God with us, God you know, breaking through and entering into our our broken world. So as you think about the reason for the season, what does it mean to you that God would come down to us? Wow. <laughs> we've just studied, I'm in precept, and we've just been looking at some of this in First John. And I... I, again, it just hits me with a big whammo that God incarnate came to us. God loved us so much that he actually sent his only son. Like we, There's a depth to that that is just so hard to understand. Why? But it's just love personified in a way that I can't even describe. Mm-hmm. That's good. I remember, yeah, actually, speaking of precept, I was thinking about it after the fact, too. Um, She was speaking about, like, Jesus coming and what he went through and, like, in giving his life. And just that idea that God loved us so much that he sent his son. But God loved us so much that he didn't stop what happened to his son. And Jesus loved us so much that he endured what was done to him and as she just sort of laid it out like lash by lash and like all these just horrible things and you think about it as a parent just like watching your kid be marred to the point that they're not recognizable right and it's like I mean what parent it like it blows your mind in one sense because you're like well how is that loving but it's like he loved us so much that he knew that the only way to save us was through that. And he also knew that Jesus would be resurrected, right? And he knew the end of the story. He didn't just see the pain. He saw the victory. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just thought I was really hit by that idea too this week of the sacrifice that it took for the love that we were given. I've been reflecting on how he came too. Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't a palace, and it wasn't in the bright of day. It was on this peaceful night in a lowly manger, you know, in this stable. And the simple, Mm -hmm. the sweet, just the peaceful um, quiet of it all, it, it just, it's remarkable and I just think if I can focus on that and that 
that setting and if that's our guide for the Christmas season um, yeah that <laughs> it's kind of funny that that's a high standard actually but it is yeah. it's hard to meet yeah. it's hard to meet these days but that, that's kind of that's going to be my goal this season it's interesting I love that how we're talking about this that it's not just that Jesus came as a baby you know Christmas we talk like we spend so much time yeah. thinking about him as a baby which is beautiful but it doesn't end there and that's just actually well, it's a continuation of the story, but it's the, the point where Christ becomes man and, and enters the world in a way that we can see and relate to, but but that it keeps going and, and that it culminates in the cross. And, and I remember as a child especially, you used to think, yes, he died on the cross, and yes, it was horrible, but he knew, like you said, Christina, he knew it was going to work out, but it doesn't mean he didn't suffer horribly and and we have evidence of that in scripture that he like the turmoil he went through in having to do that and and so to keep all of that in mind as we think about Christmas and what it really means and symbolizes and and all these things that we've talked about today are so beautiful but but this is the crux of it all yeah and I'm amazed that God has always wanted to dwell with his people like, that's been the plan from the beginning, you know, when he walked with Adam and Eve in the garden. And and just, it's amazing to me that, like, we're rebellious and we're mm-hmm. obstinate and we, we, you know, we go our own way. And, and yet he still wants to dwell with us and that he would come, the word made flesh, and make his dwelling among us so that we could live with him forever. Like, that's the end of the story, right? That we will be with him in eternity, and he will be the light for all of eternity. And that's just astounding that he would even want to be with us. Um, It's amazing. Yeah. What a way to end. That's lovely. It has been so lovely to sit with you guys and... It's always lovely to sit with you, and <laughs> and it just I feel I feel wrapped up in just the treasure of what this is, and um, I just hope for those who are listening that something from today will have inspired or challenged or encouraged you, and and we really just wanted to recreate what what a fun, light but also deep conversation could look like um, together. And we just hope that that inspires you too to just come together in, in whatever way you can and um, find your friends, find your girlfriends and just sit down and visit and have some yummy treats and, and enjoy. And, and so as we close off this 2021 episode, we just wanna say Merry Christmas to you all. So let's say it all together. <laughs> Merry Christmas! Thank you for listening to the Mosaic Podcast, a podcast for the women of Wallenstein Bible Chapel, where we meet one another in story, in art, and in Christ. You can subscribe by going on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or Google Podcast so that you will be notified when the next show drops. 
Also, please be sure to check out our show notes for more details and join in the conversation on either Facebook at mosaic.podcast.wbc or on Instagram at mosaic.podcast. We pray that you will be inspired and encouraged as you travel your own personal journey from brokenness to beauty.